Hey, future Aaron here. Uh, sadly, since I originally released this episode, this brewery is actually no longer operational, but I do hope you enjoy the episode. Cheers. This episode of the Cascadian Beer Podcast has been made possible by the BC Ale Trail. Arrive thirsty, leave inspired at bcaletrail.ca. There are some pairings in life that are just meant for each other. One of them being excellent craft beer and pizza. Welcome to the Cascadian Beer Podcast. My name's Aaron and I'm a Cascadian. I have a background in radio and television broadcasting. I'm a music producer and I have a passion for beer. I don't consider myself an expert in beer by any means, but I do enjoy and respect the craft and the passion of these brewmasters. I want to learn from these pioneers and what sets them apart from the rest and why they choose to call Cascadia their home. Cascadia is a bioregion in the Pacific Northwest and the North American continent. It is made up of the U.S. states of Washington and Oregon, as well as the Canadian province of British Columbia. In this podcast series, I'll be profiling the unique breweries of Cascadia, a region that has a strong presence on the international beer scene. Today, I'm in North Vancouver, B.C. Hearthstone Brewery is where Darren and George brew up some innovative craft beers. Pairing perfectly with this brewery is their Tap and Ferno restaurant next door, which not only serves their brews fresh on tap, but also features some great pizzas made in their custom pizza oven. In a bit, I'll be speaking with George, their brewmaster, about their beers. But first, I sat down with Darren for the story behind Hearthstone Brewery. Darren Hollett, uh, the brewery operations manager here at Hearthstone. And how did Hearthstone start? Hearthstone has been around for three years now. So October is our anniversary month. We've been in this space. Uh, we were originally just in the brewery, and we took over the space from Red Chuck Brewery. So Red Chuck moved over to their space on East 1st, and, and we came in, and we were fortunate to have a very turnkey brewery. So everything that we see here at the brewery today, it's uh, it's essentially, it was all in place when we came in. That accounts for the brew house, as well as like this tasting room as well that we're in? No, sorry. So the, uh, the tasting room has only been open for a year now. So while well, we've been in the brewery for a long time, it took us a little bit to get the the tasting room and by tasting room we have we have a full restaurant so we have two wood-burning pizza ovens we have a full menu which we change quarterly and guest taps and whatnot so it's a it's a cool space yeah and it's a custom pizza oven too right it is we make all of our own dough uh it's a custom pizza oven which we brought over from italy and and we've tiled to have our, our logo on it put it together it was a hell of a feat getting that thing in here but it's uh it's doing well where does the name come from so the name Hearthstone is in reference to the stone which is in inside of the Forno oven that we have. It uh, is in reference to a, the stone that is on the bottom, the base of a fireplace. We like to have it, though, reference bringing people together, warmth, family. And that's what we see really in the taproom. So we want our, our taproom to be warm, welcoming, somewhere where you come with friends, have a shared plate, get a bunch of pizzas and beers and, and really enjoy that. And we, we see that in the fall and winter, typically are actually our busier months because with all the wood and the really kind of elemental 
aspects to our restaurant. It's it's a warm space. And so Hearthstone is in reference to that. Plus, like summer's here. Everybody wants to go outside and play because they've been trapped inside all winter, too. Right. So 100 percent. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, the brewery over there is making some very unique beers. Um, and that is uh, thanks to your brewmaster, correct? Yes. Yeah. And uh, he came from? He came from BrewDog. So George Woods was previously from BrewDog. He ran their experimental brewery over in Scotland for three years. So we're fortunate to have him. He brings with him a wealth of experience in recipe development in particular. He was also a butcher at one point. He's been in the restaurant industry as well. So having all of that experience has really allowed him to, if we come up with an idea, whether it's from sales or from the the brewery side, he's capable of turning that into a beer. And how did you guys meet? We met here. Uh, so at Hearthstone, when we first started on day one, I'd been brought over from Mission Springs. I was on the beer side and I had done sales previously. And then George had applied for the position and we met here at Hearthstone. And the following week, he was sleeping on my couch for a few days and we've we've grown to become best friends. And so how did the idea of the brewery start initially? Like what, what was the driver behind it? So the, our two owners are Brock and Ken, and they originally were interested in the liquor store that was adjacent to the brewery. And the brewery fortunately came along with the liquor store. And being in mission, they they asked us there if we were interested in in helping run the brewery and being a part of it. And of course, I tossed my name in the hat and was was quite interested. And then when we came into the space, George and I, it's, we took a little bit to figure out who we were and our identity. And what we've really focused on is, as you said, coming up with unique styles and coming up with a twist on maybe typical styles, such as our IPA, such as uh, a sour adding cucumber or chocolate milk stout and whatnot. We're constantly trying to add a hook while at the same time being artistic about it. We don't want to hit anybody over the head with flavors. We want to have a subtlety because we believe there's a beauty in that. How did you get into beer then? I was originally homebrew. So I started, I was homebrewing for about 10 years and I, I had a, a job working for a municipality and then I wanted to, I wanted to be in the beer industry. So I worked for, I applied and got a position with Whistler Brewing as their sales coordinator and I worked with them for three years and it was a great group to work with and to learn kind of the ins and outs of what the actual beer industry is on the on the sales and marketing side at least and then following that i really wanted to actually get into the brewing side because i've been home brewing consistently while i was doing that and i applied so i kevin winter who was the the head brewer at mission springs at the time he's now has coast mountain so he was there and i knew him from when he used to work for whistler brewing and i i spoke to him and asked if i could even just push a broom at the brewery because i was willing to to do that to be able to get my hands dirty are you on the uh brew house at any point here I used to be. I used yeah. to be. George and I, when we first started, it'd be 50-50. He would write half the recipes, so would I, and I'd get to go on the kettle. If I'm lucky, I'm on the kettle once a month now. Uh, it's more so safe. We're doing a, if we have a really large week where we might brew 10 times in seven days, I, I'll jump in and I can do a couple of brews. And I love it when I can do that. So we've talked about this tasting room, tap room, but your stuff is also in packaging a lot. Was that part of the initial idea too, to put your stuff in packaging? The initial idea, no. Uh, George and I had plans of just being kegs only and growlers. And of course that changed. We're fortunate to have a company like West Coast Canning, who's a mobile canning company. They come in, they do a lot of people in BC. And so without a mobile canning service, we couldn't package out of the facility we have. It's We're tight for space as everybody is, but we don't have a single piece of footprint where we could add other tanks, let alone a, a bottling or packaging line. And plus a parking lot that surrounds you too, that you can't really exactly take over. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so we brought West Coast in probably 
maybe about a year into us brewing and started packaging with them. So we have uh, all of our beer in cans and it's been going super well. And well, what kind of growth have you seen from putting your beer in packaging? Oh, massive. I mean, we, well, we were, if we want to talk specific numbers, I mean, we were doing 800 hectoliters uh, in a year and we're hoping to break 3000 this year. So it's uh, it's significant. I mean, and that's also, it's where your margins are. You want to be making your money off of your package product and then getting your beer into onto people's lips with your keg product in pubs. So where does that reach go? Like where's the furthest that you ship? We are a little bit in Alberta. We're going to be pushing that a little bit farther as well. Uh, we used to be in Korea. We have are, are also going to be shipping some beer over to Taiwan uh, in the next little bit. And we're on tap in China at a, at a pub there that has some BC brews. All right. So if somebody was wanting to come here, experience this for the first time, what would be something that you would want them to leave with as an impression of you guys? So I'd want them to come in here and I want, I mean, first and foremost is service. So on the, uh, in the restaurant, we pride ourselves on making sure everybody's taken care of and, and educated as well. So if there's someone who's come in, who's not necessarily a craft beer nerd, they may not know what they should expect from a cucumber sour or a New England IPA. Uh, so educating that consumer and while we're making interesting things on the beer side. We're doing the same thing on the food side. So really experiencing a creative, unique offering uh, on both the food and the beer side is what we'd be after. And we're fortunate where a lot of tap rooms are, are just that. They're a tap room and they, they have, say, some pepperoni or some other snacks that you can have. We have a full restaurant, so you can have the full dining experience while you're here. And it's not that far away from Vancouver either. Like we're in North Van. So we are. And previous to this, I, I didn't know a lot about North Van. I know my wife and child and I, we live in North Van. We live just off of Lonsdale and it's awesome. You're really close to the sea bus. So if you want to see bus over and jump into Gastown, you can. Uh, we're close to Lionsgate Bridge, uh, the mountains, mountain biking, all the different things that come with that. And it's easy to get up to grouse as well. From exactly. Here, so, yeah. yeah no, the North Shore is awesome. And we have two new breweries opening up. And so we'll be seven breweries very soon. It's, it's good. It's a good spot to be. And so who is inspiring you locally? Locally, uh, my favorites are, I love Four Winds, I love Strange Fellows, I love what Backcountry's doing up in Squamish. They're all breweries that are, they're, while they're different, they're also, they're, they're along the styles that I enjoy. Like I love a good hazy IPA. I also love a, a farmhouse sale. Fieldhouse too is doing great things. What has changed in terms of your expectations from when you opened to now? What has, been, what has surprised you the most in the development of, of the brewery? That's a, that's a tough question. Uh, in terms of what has surprised me, I think really taking while at first we were we were guns blazing, just doing doing whatever we wanted in the sense that I mean, we still do. We're fortunate for that. Really stepping back and coming up with targeted plans as to what we're coming out with over the next half year, uh, looking at at trends and really taking into account what we hear from the sales reps on the ground. We know what we like, and we also but we need to be uh, we need to adhere to what to what the public likes, and generally that that is one and the same. But uh, keeping a far better eye of of the other as opposed to just ourselves. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Big thank you to Darren for his time. In a moment, I'll be speaking with George, but before that, I want to tell you about how great North Vancouver is. It's easily accessible from the Lionsgate Bridge, the Iron Workers Memorial Bridge, or even the Sea Bus. It serves as a great gateway to the supernatural landscapes that surround the Metro Vancouver region. And of course, there are some great breweries to visit whether you're exploring the mountains or fancy a more relaxed approach to your weekend. The BC Ale Trail showcases many parts of the province, 
And at bcaletrail.ca, you'll find the newly launched Ale Trail for Vancouver's North Shore, along with recommended itineraries for other regions and a comprehensive list of every craft brewery in BC. There's also a calendar of beer events and a blog with lots of great stories. The regional ale trails include local breweries, pubs, and restaurants, along with other activities the area has to offer. So whether you're planning a weekend trip or just being a tourist in your own backyard, let the BC Ale Trail guide you to your next craft beer adventure. Arrive thirsty, leave inspired at bcaletrail.ca. All right, now let's learn a little bit more about the beers that Hearthstone are making. And for that, I sat down with their brewmaster. George Woods. I'm the head brewer at Hearthstone Brewery. And how long have you been here? Uh, Hearthstone, um, since its conception in September 2014. And how did beer find you? Um, beer found me <laughs> kind of accidentally back in Scotland in 2009. I was kind of down on my luck and I saw a poster for Prentice Brewer. Wanted for a company called Brewdog, so... Just a tiny company called Brewdog, yeah. Well, they were at the time. Right. Uh, when I started, there was I think there was 25 of us working there. Right. And now there's many lots. I don't know, a thousand or so. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, like for for somebody that is that doesn't know, they're a huge craft brewery in in Scotland, but their reach is pretty much Europe and then some parts of North America now, right? That that brand is huge. Yeah, so. they, they're enormous. Uh, they're actually just I think they've just opened a brewery in uh, the states mm-hmm. down in Ohio. Right. So how long uh, were you there for? Uh, I worked with them for almost four full years, uh, and then I came to Canada to do a snowboarding season. And then uh, never left. And then Canada bit you, huh? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. It got me. All right. So uh, what did you learn at BrewDog? And then what have you brought to uh, this brewery from that experience? I guess what I really learned from BrewDog was uh, like a real sense of integrity. Also being really true to kind of your own personality. Beer is this wonderful thing where kind of science meets art. So there's a huge amount of expression there. And they really kind of focused and promoted us all kind of putting our personality into beer, you know, so we were really making beer ours, you know, so it's, there's a lot of us in our beer because of that. You have some interesting flavors on tap. What's your core lineup here that you brew? The core lineup year round are a chocolate milk stout, our IPA uh, and our Pilsner, but we try and do at least two different seasonals each season. So that's like uh, eight extra brews every year, sometimes more, you know, we have yeah, there's so many things in the lineup that... Uh, I'd like to name one, uh, the Cool Hand Cuke. Can, could you tell me a bit about that beer and what inspired that beer? Cool Hand Cuke's a funny one, actually. So we were asked to make a beer for this canning festival, uh, the West Coast Canning we're involved in. They wanted us to be kind of partnered and do a collaboration beer with us. So we were kind of talking about some ideas, and Darren had decided they wanted to do this cucumber sour ale. And uh, I remember laughing and saying, do you want to do something else? So we, we chat about it and like I worked out how we would do it, how we'd get it nice and clean and probably the best way to get the cucumbers in there. And it turned out so much better than any of us expected. Darren knew it was going to be good. I thought it might be okay, but it, was, it turned out excellent. And it's, uh, it's one of my favorite beers now. And uh, as well, I'm, ha- I'm having your Slackline at the moment. Uh, how did that one come about? Uh, slackline was, <laughs> well, so we were supposed to be doing a collaboration brew, which we have now done. Um, but we were supposed to be using this, this yeast strain, Saccharomyces bruxinellis trois, or Sac trois, as it's just known. That yeast didn't get to the brewery on time, so we ended up doing something completely different for the collaboration. And then the following week, all this Sac trois arrives at the brewery, and the guys are like, well, what are we going to do with this? And I was like, well, let's do, uh, let's do something nice and light. Let's uh, keep a little bit of spice in it, but let's really make a beer where the yeast does all the talking. Much like kind of a Saison, you know, all that flavor is from the yeast. The, the slack line, you know, all the flavor in it 
really comes from the, the sac toise. So you get these, this really nice, uh, almost kind of passion fruit sourness. There's like a, a little bit of earthiness, there's a nice little spice to it. So with the addition of some hops and the addition of a small amount of juniper during the boil, the, those flavors are really there to help complement the flavors that come from the yeast. Right. And how's it, the reaction been? The reaction's been good. Um, it's, it's been a difficult one to get people to try because they immediately don't think they're interested in it. And then as soon as they try it, you know, it seems to open a lot of eyes and like, oh, wow, you know, there's so much flavor. Like, where did this come from? So then I get to, then I get to talk about the yeast and the different esters it produces and, and where those flavors come from. And it's just, it's kind of a, a, a different version of a beer style that I really like. It's just a nice light ale just for drinking on patios, you know. And so how has uh, production ramped up here since since you started? Because it seems like you guys are almost canning every other day, like looking at your social media, like how, how much beer is flowing out of here at the moment? Lots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're canning like every other week, pretty much. Like I think it averages out to every 10, 12 days we're canning again. Volume has been crazy. We're brewing as quickly and as often as we can. We're trying to keep our conditioning room full. We've started, for a long time we had this, it's really just a monument in the middle of the brewery. It's a 120 hectoliter brewing vessel. For two years, we're like, we'll never use this tank. There's, no, there's too much beer. that We will never need to have that much volume of one beer. And now we're in 2017, and we're just flipping that thing over and over again. As soon as it's empty, we're filling it back up. So, yeah, the production's ramped up way more than I kind of ever predicted that it would, especially in such a short period of time. Right. And so how big is the brew house then, and how many brews does it take to fill up that tank? Uh, you're six brews to fill the tank. Right. <laughs> so our lad Taylor comes in in the morning, he'll brew, I'll come in in the afternoon, I'll brew all the way overnight, he'll come back in in the morning, take over, he'll brew, I'll come back in that night and I'll brew again. Because the, the trick is when you, when you have to do that many brews, you need to do them as fast as possible because you don't want to be pitching yeast and then it waiting 72 hours before you put your last lot of wort in. So we try and do it as quick as we can, but it's, uh, it's a lot of work. Is there a general kind of ethos to the types of beers that you're, you're making? Is there like a, a definition of what a beer is when you brew it? Like I said earlier, you know, it's, it's very us. We're kind of a little bit all over the place and a little bit scatterbrained. So our kind of our, our brewing patterns follow that as well. You know, uh, we'll think, oh, let's do an IPA. And then we'll be like, well, actually, no, let's do an IPA like this. Now let's do it like that. And we kind of we're constantly changing our minds. We're constantly coming up with new ideas and through wanting to do one idea and end up doing another, then there's this compromise in the middle, so that becomes a new beer as well, so we'll brew that later. I think the only real theme with our beers is that we do it as true to ourselves as we want, and it's almost a cliche to say we brew the beers we want to drink, but like we really do. I had somebody in the tap room tell me they didn't like my pale ale, and I said, well, that doesn't matter because I made it for me to drink, so... <laughs> So if somebody was wanting to uh, start up some brewing uh, themselves, what would be some uh, simple tips that uh, you'd give them? Uh, home brewing? Yeah. Uh, home brewing, uh, read uh, Dan Palmer's How to Brew. Fantastic, really easily digestible, comprehensive guide to brewing. I'd advise people to always start with an extract kit because essentially making wort is easy. Uh, turning wort into beer is, is where the trick is. So learn about fermentation first. You know, mashing in and boiling all these things, they're fun. You really feel like you're doing something, you know, but uh, that bit's easy. Train a couple of monkeys how to make wort. Turning it into beers where it's difficult. So you really want to learn where all your points in fermentation are, where things can go wrong there, so that when you start playing with more and more variables, like having to, having to grind up grain, having to mash in in a certain order so that you don't get a stuck mash, how to run off properly, how to then boil and how to add your hops, when to add your hops, how to whirlpool your hops. That adds so many more variables that 
if you're learning all of those and you're learning fermentation at the same time, when your beer tastes weird, otherwise your beer tastes weird, and you're like, well, I don't actually know. It could be any one of these 75 things. So yeah, I always say keep it simple. Extract kit, learn about fermentation. So you're uh, now out here from Scotland. Uh, what beers locally are inspiring you? Uh, a lot of things. Um, I love Steel and Oak. Uh, I love their kind of the way they they abide to those traditional kind of old ways of making beer, but they have this like new spin on it. Uh, I don't think I've ever had a bad beer from them. I've had beers that I maybe didn't like very much, but there was nothing wrong with them. Four Winds can do no wrong in the world of brewing. I'm sure that's pretty much what everybody says. Twin Cells are quite exciting me. They're, they've got a really nice, fresh approach to this whole craft thing. Um, and some of the new guys as well, like uh, Backcountry, who just opened the Squamish, super into those guys. They've, they're doing excellent beer. They're doing it really well. All right, cool. Well, thank you for your time. Yeah, thank you. As you heard in the interview, they are very busy brewing pretty much all the time there just to keep up with demand. So thank you so much to both Darren and George for their time in today's episode. And thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and know a craft beer fan that doesn't know about this podcast, be sure to share this episode with them. Also, if you want to check out more breweries in Vancouver's North Shore, you can check out with the sponsor of this episode, bcaletrail.ca. I've also previously spoken with another brewery that's on the North Shore BC Ale Trail, that being Bridge Brewing. That's back on episode 23. So if you want to learn more about them, go to cascadian.beer and check out episode number 23. Thank you so much again for listening. I really appreciate it. And thanks again to this episode's sponsor, the BC Ale Trail. Hope you enjoyed it. And until next time, remember, support your local.